Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market. Hey, North Texas food fans, welcome to Eat Drink DFW from the Dallas Morning News. Each week, we dish on the local restaurant scene, food and drink trends, cooking and shopping tips, and unpack everything that makes North Texas one of the most vibrant, diverse, and ambitious food scenes in the country. I'm your host, food editor Aaron Bookie, and today we are in spring break mode. We'll be talking about our favorite road trip restaurants and snacks, and then we'll actually taste them. And if you can't get away for the week, we'll tell you which Dallas area restaurants can feel like a vacation. It all gets started right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like fish flown in so fresh it still has jet lag into food. Our sourdough starter has been around since grunge was a thing into food. We're talking more prime cuts than a greatest hits album into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then we're the HQ for you. Whether you're a make-every-recipe-in-the-cookbook foodie or a my-favorite-recipe-is-reheat type who just digs the delectable, no place makes every day more delicious like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back, everyone. Be sure to go to dallasnews.com slash food after this for information on our show and lots of food and drink stories. And you can always share your thoughts with us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. This is a special spring break episode, and I'm here with food writers Sarah Blaskovich, Claire Baller, and our producer Julie Fisk. We are unfortunately not on a beach somewhere right now, but we can pretend. So what are you guys doing for spring break? Are you going anywhere, staying home, staycation? Well, I'm pumped because we're going to Santa Fe, which is kind of like, Ooh. that's a, a go-to for us. My husband and I met in New Mexico and uh, my kids love Santa Fe. So we're going, but we drive. We always drive when we go. I don't know if y'all are familiar with uh, Albuquerque, but when you land there, you have to fly over the Sandias, which is unreal turbulence. And I'm a big chicken when it comes to planes. So I would rather sit in a car for 10 plus hours than experience that again. <laughs> and driving sort of better for the elevation adjustment I feel like oh you my, think so and my mom used to live in Albuquerque and we liked driving because flying in it would be like a little bit too dramatic yeah it always makes me crazy and I don't realize it until we leave right I'm like wow I was a real jerk all last week <laughs> sorry and it doesn't matter how much water I drink seriously it makes me very irritable my husband probably has another name for it <laughs> <laughs> and so where do you guys stop on your way to Santa Fe or do you just keep driving because it's all ugly West Texas is tough <laughs> We actually don't make many stops. Um, My daughter is a vegetarian, so we tend to pack a lot of sandwiches and snacks. Have y'all ever seen, I think it was a tweet at some point that was like, if your car snacks don't look like somebody gave an eight-year-old $90 and told them to go nuts, then you're doing it wrong. (laughs) That's my husband. So we have so much food in the car. He loves to go to Central Market and scoop all different kinds of fancy nuts and snacks in a bag. I don't know if we're really supposed to do that, but he will. Um, I will say though, I love a Waffle House. I'm a huge fan of Waffle House and I like to stop there as often as possible. I don't really remember there being a lot between Dallas and Santa Fe, but every other road trip in my life, I'm looking for the sign, the awful waffle up there. That's what I want. (laughs) The awful waffle. And so what about you guys, Sarah and Claire? We're going to Houston Rodeo. Um, We don't always go there for spring break, but it often coincides. We'll take Haley. There's a llama parade. And we have many friends in the Houston area, many that my husband went to college with. Most of them have kids like we do. And so, you know, when your kids meet your people's kids for the first time, it's like very fun. 
And so, Sarah, where do you guys stop on the way to Houston? I have a lot of opinions about the Dallas to Houston. About I-45. Yes. (laughs) Well, we make this trip so often, Erin. If you ask me, I would stop nowhere. Everyone would go to the bathroom before, and then they would go to the bathroom when they got there. And if you want to drink a soft drink on the way, bring it from home. That's not who I married. And so we stop about once an hour. I'm not kidding. So if it takes three or four hours, we stop three or four times. And Bucky's is one of my husband's favorites because he likes to literally shop there. So like we'll all go in, use the clean bathrooms, and then he'll be like, they have new whatever. And we'll have to look at that. This is not my jam, but I get Bucky's because I see it through his eyes. He's also a person who's never in a hurry, and I'm always in a hurry. And I was raised in this road tripping family where you don't stop. So we used to drive to Des Moines, Iowa, which is about 12 hours from Dallas, and the family got one stop in the middle. And everybody go to the bathroom, maybe grab a sandwich, but mom probably packed the cooler full of already made sandwiches. Mm -hmm. We didn't drink soda in our family, so everybody would like fill up their water or whatever, and we'd keep on going. So uh, we are Bucky's stoppers, but we're also Woody's people. I love Woody's. It's old school. I've been making the Houston to Dallas I-45 road trip since 1999. So Bucky's hasn't been around that long. So Woody's really is the only place to stop on that long drive because it's in Centerville. It's right in between Dallas and Houston. Woody's built another Woody's on the other side of I-45. So now there are two Woody's. You don't have to cross the highway. It's the same exit. There's a Woody's on the east and a Woody's on the west. Is that why it's called Centerville? That it's in the center of Dallas and Houston? I hope so. That's what I always thought. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. It helped me figure out where I needed to stop. Okay. I was like, oh, Centerville's coming up. That's where I need to stop. See, I appreciate this two-sided highway thing from Woody's because as a person with an agenda, and I'm by choice usually the driver, I would not be pleased if not only were we getting off the highway, but we needed to go on the other side of the highway. Right. I have a logistical dilemma with that. And so with Woody's, you can be coming or you can be going and there's a Woody's on the right. Right. Because when you're driving on Texas highways, if you miss an exit, you've got to backtrack at least like four miles, four or five miles. I've never been to a Woody's. I've only been to Bucky's. So you need to explain to me why it's even remotely in the same ballpark. Oh, my gosh. It's evolved a little bit. I mean, I just like the old school vibe. It looks like a shack on the side of the road. (laughs) But you walk in and they have like Cajun stuffed turkeys. I mean, it's a whole smokehouse where you can get jerky and meats. They Um, also have, you know, when you go to any small town Texas gas station and they have the jars with the sealable lid with pickled everything. And then there's the fudge. Yes. There's there's a fudge fudge. counter. There's a whole scene of fudge. And it's superior to Bucky's, I would say. Is this also a gas station? Like you can get gas there and bathrooms. Claire, that's an excellent question. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably the number one reason. And then there's a number two reason, which is number one and number two, (laughs) which they also have in Woody's redid their bathrooms and they're better than they used to be. They're like the onesie stalls that lock just like Bucky's. Yeah, I think they upgraded after Bucky's went in because they're like, we got to upgrade our bathrooms. Because before they were very much like truck stop bathrooms with like showers and stuff. Okay. So does Woody's get as busy as Bucky's? I would say no, because the parking lot situation is a lot smaller. I mean, Woody's itself is smaller, although it's a larger gas station than, you know, the one in your neighborhood or something. But there's like lines of people buying Texas things inside there. They're buying dish towels and they're buying pickled stuff. They're usually packed when I go. But the thing about Woody's is you've got one on each side. So the one side is packed. You can just go to the other side. Now, as we talk about Texas gas stations, if we're going to Austin, we're a Slovakics family. They also have a good bathroom situation, which is very important. Actually, Slovakics has a thing we love in the refrigerable section. They have a beef jerky dip. Oh. 
I think there's some jalapenos in it, but it's like a beef jerky, creamy dip. Yum. And we usually take that wherever we're going and make sure it's in the hotel room because oh. it's a little snacker. That's a great idea. And they have really good um, pickled asparagus there too. All the pickled stuff is good. Yeah. But I do prefer Czech stop for kolaches. kolaches. For the kolaches. Yes. Yep. But you're right. The uh, Slovaczics has got the much better bathroom. Yeah. It's got a better bathroom. It also has a dog park if you are traveling with a dog and you need to take your dog out to run around. That's right. And you don't want to let it out like right on the freeway like every other place. I mean, one thing about Slovaczics, I will get lost in there and spend way too much time. Yeah. So Sarah, I'm like you, like, I don't like to stop that much and waste time. So I'm like, we got to go. Well, and these are tough places to go with children because they will make you buy crap. And there will be things like we left Slovaczics with these giant pink fuzzy slippers that look like <laughs> dragon feet, I think. <laughs> Which you totally needed to buy at the time. <laughs> For my teenager. Like, why? <laughs> that said, my biggest complaint with Bucky's now, though, is the parking lot. It's so hard to get in and out of because there are so many people. Now, we are the family who got matching Bucky's bathing suits. I bought them as a spoof, and sometimes we all wear them. Then Bucky's got all political, and I bought these before that happened and so then for a while I was like we got to calm down on the Bucky's it's a tricky place with a new identity but we still need to see the bathing suits you've mentioned these before I know but how do I show you this without showing you a picture of myself (laughs) in a bathing suit I'll show you a picture of my two little girls in Bucky's bathing suits that's perfect they're so cute for me I knew I had to go I'm not from Texas it was like okay I've heard a lot about this got to go check it out but with the lines and the lines for gas too it's like then you're waiting in line for gas then you're waiting in line inside it would be good to have like the hidden gym guide of gas stations with restrooms throughout Texas. Clean restrooms? Clean, yes, that weren't Bucky's or Woody's or whatever, that weren't attraction places. With my daughter at UT, uh, we've done the tour of horrible gas station bathrooms multiple times since she started school down there. I'd love to know the places that have like weird alligator heads on the counter that we can buy or, you know, homemade fudge that wasn't a giant place packed with, uh, you know, people from Pennsylvania or whatever. And honestly, if all you're looking for is a bathroom, like shout out to the state rest stops. I mean, those are clean. That's also a good place to let your dog out. Yeah. There's clearly- always like a little kind of confusing museum aspect. Yes. Right. yes. yes. A great yeah. point. And my, my husband reads every plaque, <laughs> every piece of literature in those things. So they're never quick for us. And so Claire, what about you? I know you're not from Texas. So what is sort of your road trip history, your road trip memories? Well, my favorite road trip I've ever taken in Texas was in 2020 when we were like stir crazy, you needed to get out and do something during the pandemic. And we drove to Palo Duro and Caprock Canyon and did kind of like a camping trip there. And it was awesome. I had no idea that Caprock Canyon and Palo Duro Canyon were so cool. I know so many people who are from Texas and have never Ever been or even really heard about Caprock or Paladero. That was very surprising to me to go there and see how awesome that was. I don't remember the stops being great. There was a lot of nothing. So that was a trip that I made sure that we were stocked up on snacks. As far as road trips growing up as a kid, we were always road tripping to California. That's where a lot of my family is. I lived in Arizona. We would go to Northern California, which is like pretty long trek. Um, and there's no Bucky's, but if you could find a quick trip, that was always a good gas station bathroom bet. Uh, and they had exciting things for kids. Yeah, road trips were always kind of tough for me too as a kid. I get car sick. Oh, so no. my no. associations aren't super positive. <laughs> 
And so if you are staying home and not traveling for spring break, we thought we'd talk about restaurants that can feel like a vacation here in Dallas. And to me, it's not usually like beachy restaurants or anything like that. To me, it's just like a really nice breezy patio with a giant cold beer and minimal road noise. Like that is kind of key for me. Some of my uh, restaurants that feel like a vacation are Katy Trail Ice House. Yes. Someplace you can just hang for hours and it feels kind of like Austin. Mm Mm-hmm. And I also love pubs. Like I like to feel like I'm in Ireland or England or something. So I've always loved the old monk. Basically any place you can get a giant beer, that's going to feel like a vacation. What about you guys? So opposite to you, I love a patio on a busy street because it makes me feel like I'm in a different big city. So I love Parigi and Oaklawn. They've been around for a while and have the cutest little patio. Because it's in Oaklawn, there's actually like foot traffic And it's kind of bustling. So you can sit there and feel like you're in a more kind of urban core with a lot of people out walking. And the food is great. The food is very good. So it's like a little escape. Like a little European vacation. The restaurant Tulum in Highland Park comes to mind for me. And the man who started it had traveled to Tulum and liked it and liked that on one side of Tulum is the beach and the other side is the jungle. And so when you walk into the restaurant, there's like this beachy scene on one side and there's a jungle-like scene on the other side. So I haven't been to Tulum myself, but I sort of feel like I have because when you walk in, it mimics how he explained that part of Mexico. Then they have a bunch of more traditional Mexican dishes too. So part of feeling like you're not in Dallas is feeling like you've actually immersed yourself somewhere else. And Tulum might do that for anybody who likes contemporary Mexican. Food. Yeah, I love that restaurant. It has very good vibes and it's very like dark and moody in there. Like you can just sort of relax. It's insular. Yeah. Right? You feel like you're in there and who whatever's going on out there, you're not part of it. Exactly. What about you, Julie? So we really like to go to Kura. It's a revolving sushi bar. There's a couple of them. We always go to the one out in Plano. It just feels like you're not in Dallas anymore. They literally have the revolving thing going by your table. And when you see sushi that you want, you just pick it up. And um, when you're done, you put your little plate in the slot. If you eat enough, you get a prize. It's so much fun. I can't say it's like the best sushi I've ever had, but it's a really good time. And then also when you're done, you can go right next door. There's a Japanese grocery store and you can pick up ramen or mochi donuts or you can get like a squid or something. There's all kinds of random things in this grocery store. It's an adventure in itself and it's so much fun. That's a cool point. Sort of these experiential restaurants, you know, these entertainment. What are some other words for them? Vibe dining. Yeah. Yeah. That's our fave. Vibe (laughs) dining. Vibe dining. If anyone wants to share their favorite road trip stops with us, please email us at eatdrink at dallasnews.com. Stick around. We're going to do a taste test of our favorite road trip and travel snacks. That's right after this. Central Market is really into food. Like when we say cheese, it's in 12 languages into food. Butchers, bakers, and sushi roll makers into food. We're talking so obsessive about quality you can shop blindfolded into food. Central Market is really into food. If you are too, then let us turn your shopping list into a treasure map. Get inspired, get adventurous, or just get a chef-made dinner when you've got more taste buds than time. No place makes every meal more amazing like Central Market. Really into food. Shop now at centralmarket.com. Welcome back. So all that talk about food has made us hungry. So Claire had the idea for each of us to bring our favorite road trip snack so we could have a taste test, which is one of our favorite things to do. (laughs) And so Claire, since this was your idea, why don't you go first? Ooh. So I bet you guys probably haven't had these before. So I brought a potato chip, as you can see, 
and here. <laughs> this is Italian potato chip brand called San Carlo. You can get it at Italy. So these are tomato potato chips. Okay. Okay. So they're tomato flavored potato chips. Sounds good. They're like thinner than potato chips here, a little crispier and not really greasy. I love them. I ate a lot of these in Italy. My favorite flavor is actually a pink peppercorn and lime, but I can't find it anywhere. Ooh, those oh, sound man. tangy. Okay, so I'll open these so you guys can try them. Do you only eat Italian snacks on your road trip? No, but if I if I can swing it to make a stop at Italy, like that will be my preference. Okay. To swing by. I think it is a great uh, road trip snack spot. You can get... Snacking olives to try. You can get a hard cheese for the road trip. You so. road trip so much differently than <laughs> I know. Claire. Right, you guys. I I like a lot of food on road trips. Like I get like snack panic when I'm on road trips. Like I get afraid of like not having somewhere to stop. So I I bring a lot of snacks. Yeah. Depending on where you're going or if you're us, there's like always a Bucky's. It seems <laughs> right. maybe that says something about where we go. Yeah. Okay. So now we're tasting the tomato. Delicious tomato potato chips. Very tangy. They are tangy. Tomato potato chips. Yes, correct. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and do you see what I what I mean by like that they're just thinner? Mm-hmm. These are delicious. They taste like ketchup. Yeah, they're kind of ketchupy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you took a thin potato chip and dipped it just in a hint of ketchup and yep. ate it as if you were like a kid. So it's like eating French fries with ketchup, but no mess. Yeah. And lighter. They're, I like them. They're ketchups. Ketchups. <laughs> That's what they would be called <laughs> if it was a U.S. brand. The brand is San Carlo and they are the tomato flavored potato chips. I also just want to say that if you are road tripping to Italy, you're doing it wrong because I think you're supposed to take a plane. <laughs> yes. I did bring a little bonus. You guys maybe have had these, the yeah. quadratini. Oh, yeah. I love them. Not on the road trip though, Claire. I, I had those <laughs> with my pinky up in my dining room table. <laughs> no, these are these are a, a gas station snack in Italy. And so Italy has them. They're, they're not expensive. They are great with kids too because they're not messy. These are little wafer squares that have chocolate in between. So there's no messy chocolate fingers. They are a perfect size for a kid. That's yes. a great point. Yeah. Well, open them up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about them. <laughs> so this is what I do. I like to have, I like to make sure I have a blend of like sweet and savory. One thing about me and road trip snacks, I don't like anything sticky or things that make a mess. How about yeah. fragrant? How do you feel about that being stuck in a car? It depends on the fragrance. <laughs> because my husband likes a really disgusting candy that smells like NyQuil. Oh. And you can smell it throughout the whole car. And whenever he's eating it. What candy is this? They're like cherry sours. So is he allowed to eat those and you deal with it because of love or no? He has to like sneak them. Because <laughs> I'll be like, did you put another one in your mouth? Like it's disgusting. <laughs> this seems like the right time to introduce my favorite snack. Okay. Um, it's one of the lower end options that you can eat inside a car. And I was a kid who we didn't really eat candy and we didn't eat a lot of unhealthy food. So I've told you guys that like Oreos and goldfish I thought were some of the coolest things anybody could have in their home ever when I was in elementary school because we didn't have those. And I come from a road tripping family. So I've driven from Dallas to Montreal, Quebec. I've driven from Dallas to Washington State and back. Um, we've been to most of the national parks. I've been to 46 states by the time I was like 12 or 14. Oh, and wow. I still haven't been to the last four. Um, but <laughs> so my favorite road trip snack, if my mother will allow it, which was very not often, are Lifesaver Gummies, Wild Berry Flav. They're just silly little gummies and I am in my late 30s now, and I think they're still one of the best snacks. Okay, so it looks like there are, I don't know, like six, seven flavors in here. So do you have one that's like the golden one for you that you seek it out? So I like them all, but I think I like the blackberry the best. But I'm also a wildberry Skittles person. Like, I'll take it to the grave. That is absolutely the best Skittle variety. And so these remind me of those. 
These are good. These are like childhood. Thanks, Claire. I love this because gummy candies have always been like my go-to snack. Until recently, I would pretty much get like a huge thing of Starburst and a huge thing of Skittles. Often the mixed berry, because I agree. Those are the best. Yeah, so you like the fruit candies like I do. I like fruit chewy candies. Yep. These days I pack like really boring stuff, like raw unsalted almonds. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I didn't really want to bring those for you to try. I figured you guys have tasted those before. (laughs) Okay. And then I brought one more thing. This is not my road trip choice. This is my husband's road trip choice. Mm. I'm now concerned that maybe we're trying this too early in the rotation. My husband, Chase, loves fruit flavored gum and like the wackier, the better. So I brought Trident Sour Patch gummy-ish gum. And I hate this stuff so much. Where do you even find this? It will will make your tongue scream. Um, It is so sour. I get upset when he eats these because I I don't like him at all. Are you Um, supposed to bite bite into it right away? Yeah. I hope this doesn't ruin your palate and I'm not kidding. This is just like insane gum. Oh, okay. You getting some of that? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's getting more sour. Like Mm -hmm. the sides of my tongue start Mm -hmm. feeling weird. But you know what? This is very good when you have to be awake. Yeah, that's true. Which is what you're doing when you're driving. Great point. Mm -hmm. He's going to be thrilled. There are 40 pieces in here and each of you had one and I'm refusing. And so there's 36 pieces for him after today. (laughs) My question is, and I guess you don't know the answer to this, is how long does it stay? No, I do know the answer to this because one time he's like, have a piece. It's awesome. And um, several minutes you stick with that sour. Okay. I was like, if I keep chewing, will it stop? He said, well, yeah, but then then you're done. Then you want to throw away the gum. And he's somebody who will do two or three of these at a time. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh my no. God. How are you feeling? I feel like your eyes are watering, Erin. They are. They are watering and I'm waiting for the sour to die down. And it It's not. not yet. I like I it. I think it's that's a good strong. thing for most people who like sour, that it's not just like a blip, mm-hmm. but it's that's a serious gum. How does he do two or three without drooling all over the place? <laughs> I don't know. And I can attest he's not a drooler. <laughs> It's okay if you spit it out, guys. Does he know you're bringing these? No, he's, I I think he'll be thrilled that I brought them home. And I think he'll be upset that I talked about his love for these. (laughs) But it's a, I mean, it's a family joke. And that we all tried some of them. So Julie, Julie has a container in her hand uh, that looks like plastic sausage pieces. It's the big mama pickled sausages. Oh my gosh. I have never heard of this. No, me neither. It's crazy. And I don't know if it was a Georgia thing, but growing up, I would always get one of these uh, at a gas station. I think my dad turned me on to these things and I ate them all the way up through college, never really considering how disgusting they are because it's like a big fat hot dog that's been pickled and it's just disgusting. And I was shocked because I drove around to, to multiple 7-Elevens yesterday trying to find them. Couldn't. And I Googled it and found that they're at Walmart and Kroger. So you can still buy six packs of Big Mama's pickled sausages. And my husband tried to call me Big Mama yesterday when I brought them home. <laughs> I was like, shut that down right now. That is not going to be my nickname. Okay. Are y'all ready? When I open this, you will smell it immediately. And this oh, wow. is um, one of those stinky uh, car foods. So when you get these, Julie, and they're not served in the special way that they're being served to us right now, you just hold a big old hot dog and take bites, right? So it's quite the visual if anyone is if anybody wants to know, it's a you. four or five inch long red thing that she has in her hand. Oh my God. <laughs> Imelda's scarred. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's pretty rough looking. It is more vibrant than I feel like most hot dogs are. Just say it, Claire. There's a lot of things wrong yes. with the way this looks. Did everybody get one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious, right? Okay, it is. Well, I haven't, I haven't. I like it. Why is it the texture it is? It's a hot dog. It has more give. That's not for me. You're wrong. <laughs> but imagine you're on a long road trip and somebody busts this out. 
Like you would drop them off, right? You would be like, I'm, you're not going to be in my car anymore. Does anybody want more? I kind of like it. I Thank like you. the flavor of it. If I closed my eyes, <laughs> I think I would be able to eat it. It just I, tastes like a pickled pepper or something on a pickly charcuterie plate. I think it's kind of delicious. If there was a better presentation, and maybe it didn't just look like a hot dog. I get the appeal. Yeah, I like the vinegary, salty stuff. I think it's a good companion with your uh, tomato chips. Oh. Oh. We found a pairing. Yeah, we got a little family road trip that's about to happen. Does the food pod want to go to a national park? Yes, I do. Let me tell you guys, when I was a kid, my parents made us do um, reports on the places that we went. Oh, wow. So I did a whole report on Liberty Bell. I was like six or eight or 10 years old, standing in front of it, reading from what I'd found in the encyclopedia at our home and people started to gather. And when I looked up from reading my script, there were like a couple dozen people listening to a little girl from Texas give a book report on the Liberty Bell. So if we want to go someplace, that's what I'm going to make everybody do. (laughs) We'll eat everybody's snacks and then we'll all have to give book reports. (laughs) That's so funny. My son would kill me, I think. I know we used to complain about it a lot, but looking back, it was like a great way to learn. And it, we were each invested in different pieces of the trip. And what's cool is that you did it before. I thought you were going to say that you did it after you went to a place and like had a report on it, but that is cool. You probably had much more interest in where you were going. Totally. And did she make you do the report like at the location? That oh, you yes. Were, no, you, you were about? you were the the Blaskovich family tour guide. So like we got to the Liberty Bell and this one Sarah's. So I like I had printed out my report and proofed it and I read it there That's and nice. everyone listened, including people who did not know me <laughs> or the rest of my family. Did anybody tip you? No. <laughs> like, thanks, tour guide. It was a different like age of tipping. Guide. We should right. just reflect on. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. turned around the iPad and With offered me, questions. asked if I wanted to answer a few questions. Yeah. And so, Amelda, I know you brought some really special things for us to try today. I bring a lot of Mexican candy. The first one is called Gusano. You have to twist the lid. Oh. I have seen oh. these. I've never tried one. It says tamarind-flavored hot liquid candy. So this uh, helped me to keep like driving for hours when I get sleepy. This helped me to awake. Do you yes. squirt it on your tongue? Yeah. Okay. But be careful, huh? Oh, you oh. mean you mean like a little bit? Yeah. So okay. you don't take it like a it's shot, like spicy. the whole thing. It's not spicy. Okay. That's great. Oh, it is great. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh. You like mm, it? I do. I do like it. I like the tanginess. Yeah, it's very very tangy. <laughs> yeah. I get a sense like you're two steps toward having a cocktail with these flavors yeah. in it, yeah. but of course yeah. it's just candy. Yeah, yeah. Like I, le- it reminds me of like why I like tahini on the rim of a margarita. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like zesty. There's chili powder in it, and I love the um, the container. Yeah, the container. I don't yes. know how to describe this. It's like an accordion shaped shot glass, little bottle. Yeah, I don't want to give this back, Amelda. Can I keep this? <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't think she wants it back. Once you, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm like sucking on it like it's a baby bottle because it has that tiny little yeah, thing. It is. It it's, is like a baby bottle. Then I bring you these pulpas of tamarind too, but I think I need scissors or something. I mean, oh. we in Mexico do it like with you. Oh with yeah, teeth, teeth, yeah. yeah, I can do it with my teeth. Okay, go ahead. Pulp, oh, okay. pulp of tamarind. Okay, yeah, this is oh. pulpa of tamarindo. Oh. Tell us where you get these. Uh, there's some several stores here in North Texas that has that. You can find this in La Michoacana, El Rancho, La Azteca. All of those stores has this candy. It's very thick. Mm. It's like fig jam. Yeah. 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 It looks like fig Yum. jam. Okay. Mm. So it's sugar and tamarind and chile and... It's a little salty. Yeah. I love this. And then I bring you something sweet too. These are called Glorias. These are... Uh, mm. Goat's milk with pecans. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds delicious. So, Amelda, do you prefer like sweet or salty or tangy or what do you like? No, for me, salty and tangy. Yeah. That is my flavor. Yeah, but... 
some of my family love the those Gloria. So mm. Mm. yeah, those are really really traditional. The last one are these obleas. It, they are also condensed milk candy. Okay, so this is like a flat disc, small CD ROM. Yeah, it does look like a CD ROM. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah. Everybody remember CD ROMs? Oh, of course. Yep. Mm. Mm. Okay, so what? So what is this one now? Milk candy wafer. And this is goat and cow's milk. Is this a caramel? Mmm. Uh, yes. Oh my God, this is so good. Mm. Mm. Those are very traditional in Guanajuato, mm-hmm. where San Miguel de Allende is. Those are from there. The cajeta, that is the, the sweet, the sweet part of it, uh, mm-hmm. it's from Celaya. It's a city of Guanajuato. Mm. So It's a very smart road trip. Snack. I love to see your faces. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. I'd eat every single one of these. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like this oblea and it makes so much sense in the car, but I also would love it like with a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, what a pairing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get this next time. You knocked it out of the park, Imelda. Great. Good pick. <laughs> All right, your snacks are better than ours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I introduced you to this Mexican candy. Thank you, Imelda. No, oh, no. and what's in your other little thing? Oh, this little thing, it's chaca chaca. <laughs> this is, um, yeah, I know the name, right? These are very traditional when, when you uh, you can prepare like a bowl of peanuts with cucumber and some um, carrots and then some salsa. We have this salsa valentina. It's very, very traditional. You can put this and some lemon on it and the combination. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. But so what, what are these exactly? This is tamarind, too. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you make these, Imelda? No, no, no. You buy they, them? I bought them, but they come in a, a large bag, so... Mm, so they're chewy and coated. Did you mm. like it, Sarah? Yes, I like it a lot. I ate one tiny piece, and I want more than that in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everyone. Happy and safe travels to you all. And that's all the time we have for Eat Drink DFW this week. Thank you all for joining, and I hope we've made you hungry for more. We also want to hear from you, so share your food thoughts, favorite restaurants, or tasty recipes with us at eatdrinkdallasnews.com. The show is produced by Julie Fisk. To stay up to date on every episode of this show and hear more from our newsroom, just follow the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate the show and give us a good review. Find links to everything we do at dallasnews.com slash listen. You'll also find a special membership offer there just for listeners. For the news, I'm Erin Bookie. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Eat, drink, DFW from the Dallas Morning News is made possible by Central Market.